Hi, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I'm Chuck Ammons, lead pastor of Overflow Church in Brandon, Florida, and we are here to help you receive the Father's love and to release it to everyone you encounter everywhere. Wherever you're listening from today, your God adores you. I pray this message elevates and ignites your faith. On this podcast, you will find biblical messages to activate your faith so you experience the goodness of God and the greatness of your unique voice in His kingdom. To find out more about Overflow Church, visit us at overflowchurch.com or on Facebook at Overflow Church Brandon. We'd also love to encourage you to check out our book, Life in the Overflow, and its accompanying devotional on amazon.com. Good morning, Overflow Church, and good morning, Holy Spirit. Do you wake up every morning saying that? Good morning, Holy Spirit, because he wakes up every morning saying, good morning to you. So we need to wake up saying, good morning, Holy Spirit, I receive you. I need you more than I know. Amen to that? So I receive, as the Bible says in Psalm 92.10, I receive fresh oil. I receive fresh anointing. So Holy Spirit, come down upon this place. We need you. Say, we need you, Holy Spirit. Say, I need you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit, so come meet with us. All that is going to be done, that's going to last forever, is because, Holy Spirit, you do it. So we are in a message series, Lord, build your church. The church is not a building. The church is people. You are the church. We are the church. So when we say, Lord, build your church, we're saying, Lord, build me. Do you know the church is only as strong as you are? Overflow Church is only as strong as the individual members as we come together. If we are strong individually, we are strong together, just like a marriage. What makes a great marriage are two people who are strong and who are happy. Bringing them together makes them more powerful in the same way. When we have strong Christians individually, when we come together, we are more powerful. So repeat after me, I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. And I can do what God says I can do. So I have the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. Therefore, I can do what Jesus could do. Did you get that? Then I should have heard a wow. Wow. Don't ever get over that the Holy Spirit lives in you. God, as manifested through the Holy Spirit, lives in you. That's why Jesus said that you can even do greater things because I'm going to send another, he said, that being the Holy Spirit, who isn't going to be Emmanuel. Jesus was Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. See, the Holy Spirit is God in us, empowering us. Everything that Jesus did, everything that we read about, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he did through the power of the Holy Spirit, not as the Son of God. 
Because in Hebrews it says that God laid down His divinity and He picked up humanity and He operated in the Holy Spirit so that people couldn't say, well, you know, the reason why Jesus did all those miracles was because He was the Son of God. So He laid down His divinity. He picked up the Holy Spirit. Everything He did was through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we could as well do everything that He did. So say, I have the Holy Spirit. And I can do the same things that Jesus did. That is amazing. That is amazing. And it's the Holy Spirit who does it. It's not us. You don't need to work yourself up or build yourself up. You just need to let Him out. We just need to let the Holy Spirit out. So Jesus, He operated in the ministry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus ministered, he ministered through the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit of salvation, and then when you receive the filling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit were available and released in your life. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are discernment of spirit, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, Faith, miraculous powers, healing tongues, which are supernatural prayer languages, the interpretation of those uh, prayer languages, and prophecy, which is to hear what heaven is saying and then to declare it on the earth. So Jesus, in his ministry, he operated through the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because when he was baptized in the Jordan River, the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove and filled him and the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit came and it empowered him to do the ministry. And we are to do the ministry in the same way. But we're also to do the ministry through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The nine fruits. So Jesus operated through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the way he did it was through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So what I see at times is I'll see people operating in the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, but they're not operating in the way of the Holy Spirit through the fruit, which is through love. So you see Jesus, when he ministered, he always ministered through love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit enable us to minister to others. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is how we should minister to others. So Galatians 5, 22-23, look with me. The fruit of the Spirit is, say, love, love. joy, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness. Self-control, goodness, gentleness, they are all in you right now. So you don't need to pray for patience. You have all the patience you need. So when you go to Jesus, say, Jesus, I need patience. You know what he says to you? You got more than you know how to handle. You have it all because you have the Holy Spirit. So we have all patience. We have his love. The question is, is his patience and his love getting out of us? 
It's in us, but is it getting out of us? So all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available to you all the time. So I want to say that to you one more time. All the fruit of the Holy Spirit and all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are always available to you all the time. Some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit will overflow more readily in your life, more easier than others, or more naturally. Same with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So in my life, as I minister, as I allow the Holy Spirit just to take over, what I see released in terms of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my life most are discernment of spirits are words of knowledge and words of wisdom. So those are the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are most readily available to me. They release easiest and most natural. And they do it through the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which are, for me, faithfulness, self-control, and kindness. So faithfulness just, just oozes out of me. I am faithful, so I mean what I say, I say what I mean, and I'm going to do what I say. If I tell you something, I am going to be faithful to do it. And the Lord knows if I commit to something, if I say yes to Him, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to allow my feelings or the circumstances to change my obedience. Because facts do not care about my emotions or my feelings. So I want to do what God says. So I am faithful. I also operate in self-control. I am a very intentional, very disciplined person. And so for me, if I make a decision, I'm just not going to do something. It's just self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit that just is readily available to me. And kindness. Now there's a difference between kindness and niceness. I would not say that I am niceness. I'm not sure if that's a word or not. But I would say that I'm very kind. And kind is doing what you need. Blessing you right where you need it. Seeing a need in your life and being ready to meet that need. Now my wife Robin, the fruits of the Holy Spirit that are most evident and most ready available to her are love, goodness, and gentleness. You know, I don't really do those three so well. (laughs) I don't. But she does. And I've seen them in her life. And so before I meet with a pastor or before I meet with some for ministry, I always pray this, Father, fill me with your love for this person. I want to see them according to the Spirit. As Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I want to love them according to the Spirit. And I want to do it for the right motive, not just out of duty and responsibility. I want my motives. I want goodness just to come out of me. I've never known someone like Robin who she, she just does what's right for the right reason. She just, goodness just comes out of her. She's just a good person. And she's gentle. She doesn't cross people's boundaries. 
So in my desire at times to help you, I will cross your boundary. I will push you. And so I've got to learn to be gentle, to not cross people's boundaries. So if there are certain fruit in, of the Spirit that you need in your life, hang around someone who, who you see those more evidently. They, they overflow in their life. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. The Bible says that when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. So the Holy Spirit does many things for us. In this passage, we see the Holy Spirit doing two particular things for us. First of all, the Holy Spirit identifies us as God's children. So if you can think out of it this way. So the way that um, I could be identified with my parents, let's say I was adopted or something happened, I was separated from my parents, the way they'd be able to identify that, that I am from these two individuals is through my DNA. They would be able to see I have the same DNA. That's how God recognizes you and I. He sees the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit is your marker that, that says to the Father, you are His. So when your body dies, by the way, you will never die. Your spirit and your soul will always live. But when your body dies, God the Father will see the marker of the Holy Spirit connected to your spirit and to your soul. He will say to the harvesting angels, look at Matthew 18, He will say to those angels, that one is mine. Bring them home. So the Holy Spirit identifies you to the Father as His child. The Holy Spirit also guarantees that we will receive our inheritance. We will receive our inheritance in heaven, which is salvation. But we will also receive, the Holy Spirit ensures that we receive our inheritance upon this earth. And our inheritance are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which enable us to do ministry. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit enables us to do ministry the way that Jesus did ministry. So, in your life, what fruit do you desire most to see in your life? Because all of us are fruit trees. You are a fruit tree. Say, I'm a fruit tree. I didn't say you were fruit, all right? <laughs> but you are a fruit tree. And you have nine fruit in your life that are already available all the time to operate in your life. So what of those fruit tree do you want to see operate in your life? I want you to begin thinking about that. What do you want to see operate in your life? So do you want to be a joy tree? Do you want to be a Nancy Knight tree? Right? You want to be a joy tree, a Chris Thomas tree? Or do you want to be a love tree like Robin Harper? What, what, what kind of tree do you want to be? Do you want to be a gentle tree, a tree of gentleness? Do you want to be a tree of patience? What tree do you want to be? 
What do you want to, to be released in your life? So if you want to bear this fruit, you don't press in. You don't strive and strain and say, oh. Instead, you have to identify what is blocking patience from being released in your life. Did you make a wrong agreement? Well, I just don't have patience. That's just the way I am. <laughs> well, you know what? Then that's the way you always be because you made an agreement. So I want to encourage you. I don't have early enough time in this message, but I want to encourage you to go through the Restoration Manual. The Restoration Manual is specifically designed to help you to identify the blockers, the things that inhibit both the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit from readily operating and flowing in your life. Fruit, as you see, look on the... On the I look at the quote on your screen. Fruit should happen naturally unless something is preventing it from happening. Fruit should happen. Fruit should be released in your life naturally unless something is blocking that fruit from happening. So a few years ago... Um, I had experienced compassion fatigue. I had been ministering and really going at it for about 30 years. And I was just at the end of Lynn, which is a good place to be. You know that? And so I went to see a, a, a person who brings restoration specifically to pastors, which is kind of what I'm doing now. And one of the things that he said to me was he said, Len, you can't always be ministering. You need to have time for Len. You need to find uh, some hobbies. And so I talked to Robin about that. And she said, well, let's start gardening. When she said that, I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just couldn't. I don't, first of all, I don't like my hands being dirty. You know, I like to be clean. I'm one of those kind of people who just likes everything in order. So... But you know what? I love Robin, so I said, okay, let's do this. And you know what? I grew to love it. So if you come to our house, you're going to see uh, a garden of gardenias, of carmelas, of, of crepe myrtle trees, of jatopa trees, of pomeria trees, all these different uh, fruit trees. I, I, I have planted uh, a honey well, uh, tangelo or tangerine tree. Uh, and also I have a tree uh, that actually has three fruit. It has, uh, it has a ta a tangerine and lemon and lime. They grafted the three trees together just as we have been grafted into the Holy Spirit. So we have all nine fruit of the Holy Spirit available. Uh, I bought many of these trees from Camara Nursery. They're not paying me anymore to say that on Bloomingdale. Uh, but he did give me this tree uh, when he found out that I was going to uh, be preaching on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. He is a believer. Now, this is a lemon-lime tree. This tree has both lemon and limes on it. And so last night, I counted the numbers of fruit on this tree. I don't know if you can see the fruit, but there are actually 24 fruit. Do you see them? Do you see them on this tree? So do you know that this tree never has to stress or worry about producing lemons and limes? 
It doesn't just go, come out, lemon or lime. So we don't need to stress over if, if, you, if you need to be more gentle. Let's say you're not a very gentle person. Then probably there's some blocks in your life where you've been hurt and you need to forgive. You need to remove the blocks. So this tree uh, is going to produce lemon and lime unless something blocks its ability to produce the fruit. It's the same way in your life. You will release the fruit of the Holy Spirit unless there's something blocking them because it should be supernaturally natural for you to release love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It should be supernaturally natural. So if there is one or two or three of those fruits of the Holy Spirit that you're having difficulty releasing, there's something in your life, something in your past where you have been wounded. And God needs to heal that so he can release, release the fruit. So I've done a lot of time, I've done a lot of study on how to be a good gardener. And so one of the things I've learned that prevents trees uh, from being fruitful are outside enemies, uh, diseases, and vir- uh, viruses, <laughs> um, whoops, a fungus, yes. So I have purchased uh, some fungicide and some other things that, that have that have prevented those enemies from attacking this tree. Also, bugs and parasites, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll destroy the leaves or they'll, they'll eat the leaves. So I've, I've been gardening, I've been protecting uh, my plants uh, from outside invaders, outside enemies. Do you know that there are outside enemies that are trying to prevent you from from ministering in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and from releasing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because, see, what happens, if you minister in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but not through the fruit of the Holy Spirit, people don't want to receive it from you. Did you get that? So some people, they're, they're, they're operating in their anointing, they're operating in the gifts but they're not operating in the fruit of the Holy Spirit because they've been wounded and they need to be healed. So the Word of God says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Our fight's not against people. People are not your problem. There are spiritual forces behind those people that are meant to irritate you, to keep you from bearing fruit, to keep you from ministering in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So our enemies, our enemies are evil rulers, the Bible says, authorities of the unseen world, mighty powers in this dark world, evil spirits in the heavenly places. Our fight's not against people. So once again, I want to encourage you to go through the restoration manual. It's sort of like 
uh, some of the spray that, that we place on this tree to keep the outside enemies, the, the bugs and the, the parasites, the fungus and the diseases. That, you know, they're in this world. They're outside of your control, but there is a way for you to keep them from getting inside. The second that I've learned through becoming a gardener is what I call trials, troubles, and tribulations. So you're wondering, what kind of trials, troubles, and tribulations uh, does this plant go through? Well, one of them would be hurricanes, right? So uh, it could be too much water uh, or drought. You know, too hot, too cold, it's freezing. So once again, it would be outside forces. It would be, it would be the weather. It would be things that this tree uh, could not prevent. Now, uh, when the hurricane was coming, I brought this tree in to protect it. I brought it into an environment to protect it from the outside forces. Do you know who that is for us? Jesus. So we see in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said this, I have told you these things, that you will have trials, you will have troubles, you will have tribulations. They will come into your life. I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace, for he is our strong tower. He is our mighty fortress that we need to come and run to. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So I loved Pastor Chris's song, Trading My Sorrows. So when you see outside forces, when you see that there's a hurricane that's coming in your life, find the eye of that hurricane. I remember a few years ago uh, when uh, the hurricane, I can't remember which one it was, but I remember when all the winds came and it was during the day and then all of a sudden everything became calm and I looked up and I could see the sun. It was the eye of the hurricane. And then a few minutes later, it all came again. Jesus is the eye of the hurricane. The thing is, is that we just need to follow the eye, right? Don't stand still, because a hurricane will catch up to you. Follow the eye of the hurricane. Stay in Jesus. Isn't that what he's saying right here? So another thing that will keep this, um, this fruit tree from bearing fruit is improper care. So I learned a lot about pruning. Do you know pruning is healthy for us? So I pruned this tree. Uh, I saw uh, where some of the leaves were, were diseased. They had fungus. I saw some had uh, been eaten by insects. So I pruned them. But there is a skill to pruning. Uh, if you prune too late, then what you'll do is you will you actually cut off the ability of the fruit. So you can see some fruit here at the end. So if you prune too late or uh, if you don't prune in the correct way, uh, some uh, will, will break the branches. Uh, that will damage the tree and it will stress the tree so that it won't produce fruit. Or if you use a dull pruner, pruner that, would, that would not give a nice clean cut. So there, there, is a, there is a skill to pruning. That's Jesus' job. That's not our job. 
some of you have been pruned by others. And it wasn't their responsibility. It is not our responsibility to prune each other. It's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. Because when we try to prune other people, we see something in their life that doesn't belong, and we come up to them, we will break the branch. We will hurt them. So some of you have been pruned by others. Uh, maybe a pastor, uh, someone uh, who, who's family or a friend, and they, and they thought they meant well, but they actually, they hurt you. They damaged you. See, the Holy Spirit knows right when you're ready to be pruned. He knows when you're healthy, when, when you're able to take it, you know, and it won't hurt you, it won't damage you. So when you see someone who is not exhibiting some of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know what you need to do? Pray for them. Pray. Uh, one of the prayers that I pray is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. Pray that they come to their senses, that they become aware of how they're hurting others. So they come to their senses and escape the trap of the enemy who has taken them captive to do his will. So pray for them. Share scripture with them. Say, hey, I found this verse to be very helpful in my life. But it's not our job to prune. So Overflow Church, uh, we believe in the importance of community, missional community. Uh, so I have homework for you, for your missional community. So those of you who are missional community leaders, get your phones out. And I want you to take a picture of these two questions for your missional community. First of all, ask the members in your missional community, what fruit tree would you want to be and why? What fruit tree would you want to be and why? And what is blocking this fruit from overflowing in your life? So let's say that you want to be a joy tree. But you are struggling with depression, with anger, with grief from loss. Then I want to encourage you to be open and vulnerable with your missional community and say, you know, I just don't have joy or I don't have peace. There's something blocking it. Now allow the Holy, allow the Holy Spirit through the members in your missional community to minister to you and to identify the wounds that are blocking the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit from being readily released in your life, from overflowing in your life. You know, it's very difficult to do self-diagnosis. The danger with deception is you don't know it. That's why we need others. We need missional community. And I believe in counselors. I believe in, in going to professionals. But sometimes you need a community to help you to overcome wounds from your past that will help you to overcome these unwanted emotions that are causing these unwanted strongholds which is kind of the premise of the restoration manual. So I want you to stand with me.
Jesus made a promise to us when he declared why he has come to this world. He said, I have come that you might have life. Life to the overflow. Play Roma. Life to the overflow is when the gifts of the Holy Spirit flow through you supernaturally, naturally. Now, some gifts of the Holy Spirit will flow through your life more than others, but all of them are available to you all the time. So even though in my ministry, I see that discernment of spirits, words of wisdom, words of knowledge are most readily available to me as I minister, basically because it's what I do. But miraculous powers, faith, healing, the tongues, the supernatural prayer languages, the understanding of those tongues, uh, the prophetic where I hear what heaven is saying and I declare it over that person, those gifts of the Holy Spirit are also available to me. But there was a time when they were not. There was a time where for years I said, Father, I want to have a prayer language so that what I say to you is not hindered by my flesh or my mind or my soul. And that prayer language was not released. It just, it just wouldn't be released. There was something blocking it. And it went back to when I was in college. I was saved uh, in a Southern Baptist church. And, and so, you know, I was a blank slate. I didn't know anything. So I was open to anything of the scriptures and of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. But I wasn't taught that there was a supernatural prayer language that God would give just for me to commune with him. So when I was at college, I, I ran into some Pentecostal charismatic friends who really meant well. But they really pushed this thing called tongues on me. They were really pushy. And I remember one time, Robin and I went to an Assembly of God church, and, and we were in a small group, like a missional community. And this one person gave a word, uh, a prophetic word, and they said, there is someone here that is struggling with speaking in tongues and, and is holding back on me and, and won't release it. I'm like, I'm the only one there. <laughs> that, that would apply to. That felt so engineered, so manipulative. So I began to just have a, a, a wrong feeling about it. And, and, and some of my charismatic and Pentecostal friends would say, well, you know, you're a good Baptist. And, and they would see me lead people to the Lord, and they would see my hunger, but they'd say, yeah, but you, know, you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. And I knew them. And I would see more evidence of the Holy Spirit in living righteously than them. So I associated that with their, them speaking in tongues. Like, man, if that's what speaking in tongues did for you, I don't need it. So I was at a conference for spiritual sons. Jack Taylor was a spiritual father of mine. And uh, there was a gentleman there, he came up to me and he said, the Lord wants to release 
the prayer language he has for you. He said, but you, you've, you've been wounded. You, you've been hurt by charismatics and you need to forgive them. You need to release them. See, before I became a Christian, I was of the world. All my friends, they did drugs, they drank, they stole, they were violent, they were, they were rough people. And they would always be trying to pressure me to do these things as well. So when I became a believer, I didn't want believers pressuring me, pushing me. So I would resist. So he just gently said, don't resist anymore. Just forgive them and just, just free yourself. And just open yourself up. And it just released just like that. wasn't God holding back on me. See, God's not holding back on you. Maybe, maybe you've lacked self-control. Maybe you haven't done a good job taking care of your tabernacle, right? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. But this body isn't me, but this body carries me. And it carries the Holy Spirit. So I want to take care of this body. That takes self-control. That's self-discipline. So I run. I exercise. I eat right, except for Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, I'll have my brownies and ice cream, and I'll have as much as I want. But for the most part, I allow self-control, self-discipline, which comes from the Holy Spirit, to take care of this temple. I, want, I don't want this temple to keep me from fulfilling God's call in my life. Do you understand that? So your body is not to prevent you from fulfilling God's purposes in your life. You need to take care of it. So maybe you struggle with self-control. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, what's blocking self-control, the fruit of self-control from being released in my life? Maybe somebody was trying to control you. As a, maybe a parent I was controlling. I'm not sure what it is. Go through the restoration manual. It will release these things and allow the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be released in your life. So would you just close your eyes with me, please? So I'm going to name the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just speak to you. About which one of these he really wants to be released in your life. Because they're, they're keeping you back by you not being able to operate in that gift of this. They're keeping you back from fulfilling your purpose, from fulfilling your call. Discernment of spirits. Discernment of where God is at work and where the enemy is at work. That's discernment of spirits. Being able to recognize where God is working and where the enemy is working. Words of knowledge. That's, that's knowing the key that's needed for breakthrough, for releasing people into their destiny. Words of wisdom. That's like a plan of action or steps to help people. The Bible says that God will order your steps so that your path is straight. 
So words of wisdom are like steps. You, you give someone steps. This is, this is the steps that you need to take toward your destiny. Miraculous powers, faith, healing. That's a supernatural release. Those are things that God does through you that provides breakthrough for individuals. And then there's tongues and interpretation of tongues. Tongues are, are just a prayer language. It's a supernatural prayer language that allows us to speak directly to God through our spirit to His spirit. And sometimes God wants that prayer language to be proclaimed in a common language that we all understand. That's the interpretation. And then the prophecy. Prophecy is being able to tune right into heaven and then declare it on earth. So just say, Holy Spirit, what gifts have you wanted to release in my life that are blocked? And then the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just make it evident to your children what fruit you want to just overflow. So is it love? Does God want you to be a love tree, a joy tree, a peace tree, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness? Does God want you to be a gentle tree? Do people say you're, you're, you're abrupt and harsh and hard? Wouldn't it be amazing if all of a sudden you become gentle? People will say, wow, what's happened? That person who was so annoying, so rude, all of a sudden they're gentle and they're kind. They're going to ask, what happened? Or maybe it's a self-control. The Holy Spirit has been talking to you about taking care of your temple, exercising, eating right, or self-control when it comes to not just putting things in your body, but in your mind. Pornography or ungodly entertainment. See, it's self-control that enables me to say no to those things. I just say no. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? G-I-G-O. I don't want garbage to come into my mind or my soul or my body. So I just say no to it. That's self-control. That's the Holy Spirit empowering me to say no to things I don't want inside of me. Some of you have tried your own soul self-control. It didn't last very long. What about the supernatural fruit of self-control? Some of you, maybe like myself, you were saved in an evangelical church that didn't place as much emphasis on the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit, 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptism just means being immersed, being fully enveloped by the Holy Spirit. And God has been speaking to you about that this morning. I'm going to be over here, and I really sense the Holy Spirit wanted me to just, just get some oil. I got some oil off the table. And just, just to anoint you with oil and to pray for just a filling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe for some of you, you leaked, right? right? You leaked. Ministry will cause you to leak or, or sin. And you just need a fresh filling, a, 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 just the Holy Spirit to come over you fresh. And so I want to pray for you as well. Also, I, I sense that the Holy Spirit wanted at least one of you, maybe some of you need to go buy one, but at least one of you, you, you needed a reminder. Because, see, for some of you, your, your fruit has dropped off the tree prematurely. You were wounded. You, you were hurt either by the outside forces, you know, the diseases, the, um, the parasites, the bugs, whatever it is, the, the trials, and you dropped your fruit too early and you've been wounded and God wants you to, to go at it again to re-enlist into his kingdom. So if you are willing to memorize the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are in 1 Corinthians 12, there are nine of them, and begin to pray that the Lord would release these gifts in your life and that he would make known to you the obstacles that are blocking those gifts from being released in your life, and if you'd be willing to memorize the nine fruit of the Holy Spirit and begin to just meditate on them and ask the Lord, say, Lord, what, what other fruit of the Spirit do I not do well, but you want me to? Like for me, gentleness. I've had to learn to submit to gentleness. I've really learned that from really watching Robin. Then I want to I give this tree to you. You can take it home and plant it and let it be a reminder to you that you are a fruit tree. You don't need to pray for patience. You have all the patience you need. It just needs to be released in you. You don't need to ask God to give you self-control. It's in you already. There's just something that's been blocking it. And you need to have the Holy Spirit unblock it. So if that's you, that tree is yours. Maybe for some of you, you need to go buy a fruit tree <laughs> and plant it as a reminder I am a fruit tree. Can you say that? I am a fruit tree. I am a Holy Spirit fruit tree. Say that. I am a Holy Spirit fruit tree. Through the Holy Spirit, I release you. I release you. I release your love. I release your joy. I release your peace and your patience. Your kindness your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, your self-control. I release you through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'll be over here after.